Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to The Recovery Radio Podcast on KME3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I be your host. Email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my website to recoveryradiokmp3.com and check out any of the books at sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. grateful I have no desire to drink today. I do have my regular coffee here with me. Don Francisco's hazelnut. I talked about it a couple times ago, I think, but you just can't substitute any old hazelnut. It's, it's not the same thing, I'm telling you. Gloria Jeans, maybe, but everyone else... It's like the difference between like I don't know going to Vegas and like looking at a picture of Vegas. That's like the difference between Don Francisco's hazelnut and everybody else's hazelnut, in my opinion. Anyways, I want to read something to you. Email from Tim. He is in London. And I'm gonna talk about it today on the show. Morning, mate. Hope you're well. I really enjoy your podcast and your message and strongly agree with what you say regarding the 12 steps and alcoholism. Coming up to five years, I always find it useful, sometimes even challenging, which with the gift of hindsight, I am always grateful for. Although I have recovered, I'm constantly outgrowing my experiences with this way of life and laughing at my shortcomings and mistakes. Living this thing is important and I find it helps with a willingness to set it right. I would love to ask more questions about this approach to going through the big book. I have been sponsoring for a few years and am overall pretty comfortable with it, but I'm always looking to grow in understanding and effectiveness so I could be more useful to a new person. After all, that's the deal. Thanks for the humor and the strong practical message. It really, really is appreciated. All the best, Tim in London. Subject of this email is Big Book by Subject, and that's the approach of going through the big book that he's talking about. Well, thank you, Tim. And I want to talk about that approach. A little more, uh, in a little more detailed way than I normally do on the show. 
I do have a section of these podcasts that say, you know, what does the big book say? And they're sort of abbreviated sections of, um, you know, the workshop, which was how I ended up ultimately going through the big book um, in the way that changed my whole life and my whole sobriety some 30 years ago now. Um, I've told the story on here a couple times, but I'll tell it again. Put this thing in context. I was about two and a half years sober. I was going to drink. I wanted to drink. I didn't want to drink, but I wanted to drink. I was going to a lot of meetings. I was sponsoring people. I was praying. I was doing all that shit. But I was miserable, and I wanted to drink. And I was going to. And, you know, you can hear a more detailed version of the story because it's kind of incredible how it all happened. But I ended up at a meeting um, starting by a man who had about 20 years of sobriety at this time. Initially, before all that, he had had six years and had relapsed and didn't know why he relapsed. He was baffled. He thought he was doing everything right. Blew his mind. He thought he was doing AA perfectly. He thought he was doing the deal. No idea. You know, if you ask around the fellowship, people are very confused as to why people relapse. You get all kinds of different answers and all different kinds of definitions of what's wrong with us and what alcoholism is and what's the problem. And, and, um, What's the solution? I mean, it's just, it's it's really all over the map. If you were to go to like 10 meetings or write everything down, there'd be a lot of contradictory uh, statements. So it could be very confusing. And I was doing my best, and this guy was doing his best, and he had relapsed with six years and didn't know why. So he, start, he, he decided to go, he decided in his words, to make it the best thing that ever happened in his life. He knew, he said, he knew in his heart he missed something. He was missing something. So he got a bunch of big books. Of course, there was no internet at this point. And he went through different big books and color-coded them. And he went through, he went through, he went through the book in a non-linear fashion. He went through the book by subject instead of by step or chapter and I have to tell you doing that is mind-blowing it was for me and it was for a lot of people people I've had on here you know I mean there's a lot of them who've been on here Dave um, just there's a bunch but um changed my life just blew my mind changed my life and um, I'll talk a little bit more about that in um, the most basic terms I can the most simple terms I'm able to the original workshop took about a year and a half two years to go through and I would say uh, the first six months maybe the first nine months it was spent we spent an hour and a half a week untangling the twisted and garbled message that has 
infiltrated the fellowship. I'll give you an example. I'll tell you some crazy stuff right now. <clears throat> and before I get into this, I'll also say, you know, the first thing we talked about in this meeting was, why are we studying the big book and not the 12 and 12? And that's a whole nother thing. But there are really compelling reasons. And the big book changed changed the world. 12 and 12 um, to not have had a different impact. Not that not the impact that the big book had. It had an impact, but not not the same one. And not necessarily well, I'll just leave it at that, but I mean my my twelve and twelve is like torn to pieces. There's everything's highlighted. I've there's some amazing stuff in there. But so we talked about that and we talked about why are we just studying the first part of the book? Why are we not studying the stories? Why are we not studying the chapter about acceptance? Why are we not studying all these other very popular parts of the big book? And there were some compelling reasons for that, too. So eventually we got to, we're going to study the clear-cut directions. We're going to study the text, the first 164 pages. Specifically, turns out how it works, perhaps obviously, is where the clear-cut directions begin and it begins with step three but so the first thing we looked up the first subject we looked up was problem and we looked that up because in the big book an alcoholic has a problem that goes away that gets solved that disappears that we no longer suffer from at all. That right there is so drastically different than what I believed because I would hear so many people and still do hear people say, I have a thinking problem. I mean, many, many, many people believe that in AA. They've been told that. The big book says, you might have a thinking problem, but if you do, unrelated to alcohol, have a thinking problem, it is not alcoholism. Very clear on that. So the first thing we did is we we went through, and I invite you to do this, we went through the first 164 pages and looked up all of the singular, all of the uses of the singular word problem. Problem. Why are we ex-problem drinkers? Why are we approached by people in whom the problem has been solved? Why is the problem... Why has the problem been removed? These are quotes from the book. What problem is that? If I have a thinking problem and I'm just in my alcoholism all day long, what the fuck is the big book talking about? Why does it say we have a problem that gets removed? Why does it say our alcoholism... We're relieved of our alcoholism. So we looked up problem. And we read. I mean, this took a long time. We read as a group, 100 of us. Plus, read every instance in the big book of the word problem. And discussed it in its context. And came to a consensus, eventually. 
after months. I mean, because, again, there was a lot of untangling to do. I say it out here all the time, like, I, the, the poor big book is up against so much. I, t- I could read to somebody, the problem gets removed. They will look at me and say, but it doesn't. Because my sponsor told me it doesn't. Or I heard today in the meeting from a guy like, I really respect that the problem doesn't get removed. Okay. So it doesn't get removed. But this meeting was just called, What Does the Big Book Say? And it was really big on, what does it actually say? Not, what do you think? Or what do you hear? Or what have you been told? What does your sponsor say to you? What does the big book say? The big book says we have a problem that gets solved. And so that was, that was the first thing we, we got into. And that took a long, long time. And I invite you to do that. You know, a lot of people have these 12-step big book apps where you can just search the word problem. Back in the day, we just had to go home and find it. We had homework. And um, we used to also have to climb up, you know, six flights of stairs and run through the snow <clears throat> to go to the meeting. But um, I invite you to look up all the uses of the word problem and some of them aren't relevant. Some of them are, they're talking about a very different specific problem, but they're talking about the alcohol problem. It's pretty fascinating. That was also the time when a lot of people left the meeting because they just didn't, they didn't understand where it was going. They just got impatient. And we looked up, then we looked up, I think, I don't remember the order of things exactly, but we looked up all references to death and dying and live and lives. And that became very relevant too. There's a lot of talk about the context in which the big book was written. The big book was not written for somebody who has 10 meetings to go to a week if they want. The big book was written for a still-drinking alcoholic who was sitting in a bar. It was in a hospital. So a lot of times something called apophenia happens where you just connect what you hear to whatever is going on with you and it's not really accurate at all. In other words, like, you'd sit in a meeting and say, we couldn't manage our own lives. And then just say, well, I fought with my girlfriend today, so I can't manage my life. Big book's telling me I can't manage my own life. But if you read the book in context, that's not what they're talking about. They're not, they're talking about somebody, that's not what they're talking about. It's pretty fascinating. So according to this group consensus that we came up with, year after year after year, going through these subjects. So we looked up death, dying, and, you know, the big book equated dying to drinking. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger, that kind of stuff. Um, We looked up insanity. We looked up sanity, insanely, sanely, insane, sane. We talked about it. We read it all in its context. Then we talked about, I remember we talked about 
We said, go home and in the first 164 pages, find every instance that talks about an alcoholic's thinking. And everybody did that. A lot of people did that. We came back. We read it in context. We go through each section where it talks about an alcoholic's thinking. And I have to tell you, it blew my mind to hear that the big book says, aside from thoughts about alcohol, there is nothing exclusively warped about an alcoholic's mind. Now, this is something we went over. I mean, it took months to go over this because there's just so much to untangle and explain and read. And it's kind of amazing. It set me free. Matter of fact, the big book goes so far as to say the real alcoholic is often perfectly sensible and well-balanced concerning everything except liquor. That's a quote crazy changed my life changed my life because i thought oh my gosh if my if my ego if my arrogance if my laziness is not my alcoholism maybe i'm not stuck with it that was the first thought maybe i'm not stuck with it and it changed it changed how i thought and how i applied the program and how what principles I applied. It started that. And we looked up recovered, recovering. The big book does not describe someone who's gotten sober, has stayed sober as somebody who's recovering. It describes them over and over and over again as somebody who has recovered. And the reason there's so much confusion about this is because the problem, according to the book, is different than the problem is according to many in the fellowship. If I think that my character defects are my problem, to hear somebody say they're recovered just sounds ridiculous and arrogant, way off. But Big Book says we've recovered. We recover completely. And talked about that 16 times. It says we've recovered crazy. Then we looked up. I mean, it went on for a year and a half, two years, but I invite you to do that. Look up recovered, look up insanity, look up sanity, look at it and read it in its context, read everything in its context. When it talks about the main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind read that whole section they are talking about drinking they're talking about the main part of our twofold exclusive to us malady we've recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body the soul part human that's the solution i talk about it a lot on different episodes but 
And so that was what we did. What, was, what we would do is we'd bring up one of these subjects and we would all go home and read about these things and then come back and read them together and decide what they were talking about. And it was very easy to reach a consensus with everything that we found in the book, even these things that seem to stand out and contradict some of the stuff I'm saying. When you discuss all this and read it all in its context, it becomes very, very clear and kind of obvious. And, you know, then we talked about Gosh, what do we what do we look up next? I mean, it was pretty mind blowing, but that was how we started it. If you have more specific questions about this, email me sarcasticbigbook at gmail.com or message me on Instagram sarcastic.aa.book. I'm happy to help in any way I can further explain these things and answer these things. I'll also send you. Um, there's like a sort of a illustration of essentially the problem and the solution according to the book that used to be on a big whiteboard in the original meeting dave made a cool little colored handout of it if anybody wants that um, i'm happy to send it to you because it kind of explains it kind of summarizes everything in a picture and a pretty simple explanation using quotes from the book. So if you want to know more about it, just ask. And um, yeah, really happy you asked that question. Um, very grateful for the emails that I get, the messages that I get. I am just one ding ding ring his bell. I'm not a spokesperson for AA. I'm not an expert on shit. I'm just having the experience I'm having. It's an amazing experience, and I want to help as many people as possible have it. That's it. So, also, as you know, a very, very, very famous male model. So, my new website just launched today. It's called, you can see it at www. I was going to say hot groins. How gross is that? Yuck. The extra W is for... Wait. Just stop. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go try to be... I'm going to try to be God's employee as best I can. Go into the day with a blank piece of paper, give it to God, sign it, and say, you... Just tell me what you need from me. That's it. I'm going to write a list of demands. If anybody needs to hear it, I'll say everything's okay. And um, if this podcast is helping you, please pass it along to somebody. If you're getting anything out of this, please tell somebody about it. I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you'll do the same.